0: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason
1: Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, May 6th. Great to have you with us. I'm Jerem Jordan, teamed up with the guy who's truly the best in the West,
2: Jason Shepard. That is technically true. I do live west of I-15. Is that what we're Any talking about?
1: Best? Sure, yeah.
2: That is what we're referring to. It is, it is not what we're referring to. In fact... It wasn't. It wasn't. In fact, why don't we bring a very, very early in the program stat of the day.
0: Whoa. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day.
2: BYU football, 427 wins over the last... 50 years, that is the number one team in the West right there in terms of wins in the West. Number nine overall in the NCAA. That was put out yesterday by BYU Football. That is impressive, my friends, and that is what we were referring to.
1: Oh, so basically 71 to now. Lavelle starts at 72. Yeah, things have gone pretty well. That's impressive, man. Sometimes we forget that number. There's a lot of history
2: there. There has been a lot of winning For BYU football over the last 50 years.
1: Absolutely. We think that the show is a winner today as well. Here's the show lineup. What's sustainable from last season? Okay, it was certainly unique and outlier in many ways, but what is sustainable? We'll break that down. Two NFL draft picks will join the program today. From the Panthers, Brady Christensen. From the Buccaneers, Tom Brady liked his post. Chris Wilcox, great stuff with those guys. Plus, uh, men's volleyball in the national semifinals tonight. Let's go, boys. And uh, the magical situation in a BYU sports pill you'd take if given the choice. If you've seen it on social media, you know what we're talking about. We'll get that to you coming up in a
2: bit. Let's get to
1: some headlines.
2: FBSchedules.com reported the BYU's postponed 2020 football game against Missouri has been rescheduled for 2035. So if sorry, your calendar, sorry, when? 2035. Okay. So if your calendar can look ahead 14 years, uh, might as well want to go ahead and mark that down for September 8th 2035, which also then brought up Boney Fuller's tweet yesterday. Uh, quote, by 2035, we might be playing home games in Missouri. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, I will I've... say I put out a similar tweet uh, about 90 seconds later. So basically what I'm trying to tell you is I am Boney Fuller. I did I hear not. I did hear from someone with Bony saying, Jason, get your own material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, like both – we made similar jokes like 90 seconds yes. apart from yes. each other.
1: It's a little bit of controversy.
2: Little, no, 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 no controversy. Also, how about this? Found this out this morning. Uh, you found this for us, actually. According to the Detroit Free Press, BYU's postponed 2020 home game against Michigan State has been rescheduled for September 11th, 2032.
1: I love nothing more than a 2030s scheduling announcement. It's a ball night for men's volleyball in the NCAA semifinals. Two-seed BYU facing three-seed Lewis, eight-eastern on NCAA.com. That's how you can watch it. Winner gets Hawaii or UC Santa Barbara in the national title game Saturday at 10 Eastern time, I believe. Yeah. No, eight-eastern, excuse me. Uh, Lewis, 21-2, very capable. Cougars are in their fourth NCAA tournament in the last six years. Would have been five in six uh, if not for
2: the pandemic. BYU Baseball takes its five-game winning streak on the road to San Diego. Cougars and Toreros begin a three-game series tonight at 9 Eastern time. You can listen on BYU Radio, 107.9 FM locally, as well as BYUcougars.com and the BYU Cougars app.
1: The game. Keep it going, boys. Softball announces the BYU versus Pacific series on May 14th and 15th won't be played due to COVID protocols. BYU's added a game uh, with Dixie. They were all going to play one. Now they'll play a doubleheader this Monday,
2: May 10th, both on the BYU TV app. Vince golfs, Carson Lindell earns number one seed at the Clee Elam NCAA regional. Congratulations to him, the All WCC? To Carson. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, the All WCC first teamers, the first individual BYU golfer to compete at an NCAA regional since Zach Blair and Justin Kiley did it in 2012. How about that? The regional takes place May 17th through the 19th in Klee Elam, Washington. Wait, Clee Elam's a place? Apparently. I thought it was a dude. I, look, I I don't know. I don't
1: know. I'm, don't know what's going I'm Ron Burgundy here. here. I'm reading what's in the script. Compelling and rich. <laughs> uh, one time, Alema Harrington in 20. I love Alema, <laughs> Uh I hadn't changed the script in the post game script, and he said, "I'm Spencer Linton." Yeah. So we had a so, moment there. Yeah. So apparently, Cle Elam is my, why. I'm look, you're
2: from the Pacific Northwest. You should know I, where Cle Elam is. Do you know every city in Utah.
1: No. Okay. All <laughs> rise and shout. It's time for what's trending presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. Okay, let's go. After an 11-1 and season, the number two pick, five total NFL draft picks, eight free agents in the NFL. It was an amazing season for Cougar football. No one's questioning that. It was awesome. With that much talent and a unique schedule... What do you think is sustainable from what happened last
2: year moving forward with BYU football? There are a couple things that stand out to me. And number one, I think the thing that is most sustainable is the scheme. Okay. And yeah. and and look, we hope You're that... You're talking pre- on offense? We're Both? talking about on offense. Okay. I'm talking about specifically on offense. A-Rod stays. Yes. You, you have A-Rod back. He's in charge of the offense that we saw last year. And... We when we even had I think it was Spencer and I on the show that day, when we had A Rod on, you know, we had asked him the question in terms of does the decision on the quarterback does that change the offense that will be run? He's like, it doesn't. We feel that our scheme we have our scheme now. And we feel like whoever we go with can run the offense that we want run. So I think that's something that is sustainable regardless of who is the quarterback. Now, what you're really hoping is not just the scheme, but you're hoping that the production from the scheme that we saw in 2020 is sustainable and moving forward. That obviously remains to be seen. From but, the quarterback, that's going to be tough. Yeah, well, and, and, but that's that's what you're hoping. You're hoping yeah. for year in and year out that you have an offense that can put up X numbers in terms of points, Stats yes. that's that is the hope. Yes, it won't be last year. Like whoever
1: BYU's quarterback is won't have forty-three touchdowns and three giveaways. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> that part like it, that's not happening. That part that remains to be seen.
2: But BYU has found its scheme on offense, so I think that's sustainable. Yeah. Also, I think you're talking about the culture. I think a culture has been in place. Or has they been working towards putting in a culture for the last couple of years? Yeah. And I think it kind of all came together last season. In fact, uh, fessi Satake uh, was asked about culture and had this to say. Culture will always win. And I think we've got a culture that's been established and it's just continually growing. We, we, we welcome the competition we're about to step into. This is what we want. And I think, that that's, I think that's important. I think the, the culture has been established, and now people know what to expect when they come in, plus an attitude. I think the attitude that this team had last year, I think that is sustainable throughout. And I think it goes back to culture. You could probably put those two together, culture and attitude. I think that's been established. So when guys come into this program, they, they know what is expected of them.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with all of those. <clears throat> I love the idea that BYU gained some confidence it didn't have from before, where it's like, oh, we can have a season that really, really matters. Obviously, um, the talent BYU had combined with no Power Fives was a nice combination where BYU could go eleven and one. The only loss is a game you pick up on Wednesday, right? BYU chose that. Perhaps um, you know what's sustainable is that look Hopefully, BYU looks at what happened with the schedule and goes, "Okay, there's probably a happy medium with the amount of Power Fives, like I've talked about. Where this year there's seven, but in the future it's like, listen, three or four, you can still be uber relevant." And maybe go ten and three on that schedule in the future. Hopefully, once you get to five plus, now you are asking for three or four losses um, because there is a G five team that typically will will win a game. Um, and then recruiting, I think what's sustainable is that uh, hey, look at what Klinsac is doing with the development of its players. You look at Chris Wilcox, the guy that was you know at first headed to Southern Utah, draft pick Brady Christensen, two star guy out of Bountiful, third rounder uh, Zach Wilson, local kid three-star, committed elsewhere, Boise State, Iowa comes in late, boom, goes to BYU, special season, pandemic certainly helped, but Zach was ready for the moment. BYU was ready for the moment, uh, which is to BYU's credit. That can help. Where in recruiting, they go, oh, I want to play at the next level. In the initial tenure of Kalani Satake, he was asked about the role of the NFL, and uh, he he kind of shied away from it a little bit where he was like, listen, we're trying to win games first, and then if that can happen, that's great. That rhetoric has changed after last week, where it was like, no, 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 this is an important part of our program to get them to the next level. So, perhaps at first it was like, well, it's not going well, so let's just focus on the team. I I don't know what the motives were there, but I don't really care. What happened with BYU was really special this year, obviously. Is it sustainable to win 11 games with the current schedules and put that many guys in the NFL? No. Last year was an outlier. It was amazing. It's not going to happen consistently. It may not even happen again. But... BYU can build towards having that again at some point. There are things that need to change, but those things are changing, I think, based off last year, which is recruiting at a higher level, the scheme, the sustainability of the coaching staff and keeping them intact. BYU's ability to keep Aaron Roderick and Fes Sitake yeah. and the majority of the coaches from last year is pretty notable given how good BYU is. Typically, a coaching staff like this would be plucked at a really high level after a season like that. For BYU to keep those guys was pretty awesome. So I'm excited about what BYU is building, but I do acknowledge that last year was an outlier in many ways.
2: Yeah, there were so many things about last year that are unique. Yep. And we certainly hope that – The pandemic
1: blew it up and BYU (laughs) took advantage.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right, as we mentioned in headlines, men's volleyball is facing Lewis tonight in the semifinals of the NCAA tournament. I didn't even know my dad played volleyball. It's interesting. My dad's name's Lewis. (laughs) Uh, I was like, I don't get it. (laughs) Because of past success, however – we set the bar really, really high for this program. So is this group of men's volleyball players the best in BYU history with or without the national championship? It's a good question
1: because, as I mentioned in the headline, no BYU team has gone in a five-year set to more than, you know, three NCAA tournaments. That was a couple years ago with Leo Durkin and and Brendan Sander and Price German. This group of Gabi Garcia and Davide Gardini and Will Stanley, like, Gardini's a junior, so he's out of that, I guess. But the five-year set, they're going to you know, their third NCAA tournament. It would have been fourth of last year. They do need to cap it off with the Natty, though. I think winning the Natty in 99-01 and 04, those groups have something that this group doesn't have yet. They might Saturday night. They might Saturday night. Like, let's go. Um, pretty special. I think they need to cap it with an NCAA championship because BYU is very good to great in men's volleyball. And it's been one of the highlights of my career to be involved with this team is the the play-by-play. But they really do need to cap it off with a national championship to secure their place as perhaps the greatest five-year class in BYU history. I look at the 99-04 group, and you look at 99-01 or 01-04, there are a couple of groups that won two national championships, Jason. I think that's hard to overcome.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, you will always be judged, especially when you're a program like BYU volleyball and we're talking honestly talking about men's and women's. I mean the, totally. these two programs have set such a high bar of success in terms of the sheer amount of winning that they do year in and year. You, you can pencil in a certain number of wins and going conference championships. Con- yes, conference championships for the women, you're going to go to a sweet 16 for sure. You know, I mean, you're, you know what I'm saying? Like the bar has been set high. Yes, you will always be looked at in terms of ultimate success whether you win a championship or not but i think in terms of a collective team for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned in terms of the amount of the winning that this group has done together how far they've gone in the postseason i think it probably is the best group now you may look at other teams and see individual players that may like okay well maybe that was a better individual player the sander brothers ben patch ryan Millar. look before I knew anything about BYU volleyball, I knew who Ryan Millar was. Yeah, he you know was what I mean? The real deal. That's that's what I'm talking about. And that was like late 90s. That was like 96 to 99. Yep. So I mean that, that's you there may be other individual guys, but as a group, with the amount of, of winning they've done, as the collective, they may be the best. But with the caveat, they can cement that by winning the national championship.
1: Yeah, they need to bring it home. Bring it home, baby. Bring it home. Let's go. Can't wait. Big uh, game coming up tonight for BYU men's volleyball. 8 Eastern on NCA.com against Lewis. Our question of the day. This is a fun one. We put this out on uh, social media yesterday afternoon. We're bringing it back this morning. You can only choose one of these pills. Which one are you going with? Let's walk through this. BYU football plays Utah in the 2020 season. Taysomill doesn't have a season-ending injury in 2014. March Madness never got canceled in 2020. The Coastal Carolina loss never happened. Your seat of choice at BYU sporting events next season. Or Brandon Davies never got suspended. Oh, baby! We're going to answer this coming up. Let's hear from you and Voice of the Nation.
0: This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation.
1: Sixth content, Jason. Yes.
0: Can you, by the way, tell me which one of these pills is going to help with the headache I have right
2: now? You have a headache? I always have a headache. Oh, I'm sorry. I always it have a like headache. Sounds like a serious medical condition.
1: <laughs> you should... Uh... Which one of these yeah, bills is going to help with that? <clears throat> uh, the neon uh, <laughs> one. Uh, I should, shouldn't should yell as much, I guess. Uh, Brian Buss on Twitter. Yellow. If Brandon Davies isn't suspended, BYU's beating Florida handily, getting to the Elite Eight, has a very good chance to get to the Final Four. Yellow is by far, the Brandon Davies
2: not, never got suspended, the most popular one. And that surprises me a little bit. Why? Because I just assumed everybody was going to go for... Whichever pill had Utah, Utah involved. I think we just care less
1: because we're like, hey, 11-1, like, it's it's, it's number two pick. We don't Nine care. in a row. not care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you got to bring that up? Uh, 2020 March Madness <laughs> is second most popular uh, based on what I've read. So continue to weigh and We'll get to that throughout the program on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
2: All right, coming up, possible changes to the way preseason football is handled. That's coming up later on in The Whip. And Brady Christensen will join us. Drafted in the
1: third round, 70th pick to the Panthers. What was that like? What's up next for him? This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen to BYU
2: baseball, my guys, on the road at San Diego tonight. Beginning a three-game series starts nine Eastern tonight on BYU Radio. Had a fun uh, conversation
1: with Cole Gamble yesterday. Uh, got engaged over the weekend, so uh, good luck to Cole on his ten-game win streak and the five-game uh, win streak for or hit streak, five-game win streak for BYU. Good luck uh, tonight. Okay, Brady Christensen drafted seventieth in the last six drafts. There have been three Cougars drafted seventieth exactly. Day two guy climbed up into that pretty awesome uh, first-team All-American left tackle last year for BYU. He joined us uh, yesterday on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline.
3: Brady, you're a member of the Carolina Panthers, 70th pick overall. Congratulations, man. Amazing.
4: Thank you guys, man. I'm excited. it feels, feels surreal, you know, like it's been a few days and I still can't believe it. I'm so excited to be a part of that family.
3: Let's relive the moment, man. What was that like when you got the phone call? First of all, who was calling you, what was said, and what were your emotions like in that moment?
4: Yeah, so basically the whole two days, you know, you're staring at your phone the whole time, just like hoping for a call, hoping for a call. So when it started to ring and buzz and I didn't recognize the number, I was like, let's go. It's the most crazy feeling ever. I knew I, I was about to get drafted. And uh, I was Coach Rule on the phone. Um, and he, he was just saying how excited he was to, to be able to get me. And I, I was just telling him, man, I'm so excited. It felt so good right away that like, I knew Charlotte was, was the place we needed to be. And I was so excited to be a part of their family and, and help them out.
1: Had you chatted a bunch with the Panthers? Because some guys get drafted and it's like, oh, I had very little conversation with them. Or, no, 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 we had chatted a lot and there was an understanding that this might be a thing.
4: Yeah, I will be honest. I did not chat with them uh, very much. I know Coach Brady and Mr. Fitterer was at at our pro day, so I, I know that there was some interaction there. Um but other than that there wasn't a ton of communication. So when they when I got the call from the Panthers, I was a little surprised but just uh excited for sure.
3: So you get off the phone and everybody's kind of waiting on pins and needles to hear what you say and you say, Panthers. And then there's this delay, and then In fact, let's play the video. Let's, yeah, let's let's, let's let's watch the video and you can <laughs> walk us through what happened.
4: I'm so happy, man. This is <laughs> unbelievable. Yep. So got the call. Panthers. Panthers? Panthers. Panthers. was, like, five minutes behind, so everyone was confused about, like, who it was. Um, and so there was a little delay. we labor, like, what's going on? I knew it was the Panthers because I talked to Coach Rule, but we were just kind of waiting for that officially on tv and so when it finally came like five minutes later we were very excited
1: <laughs> five minute delay yeah i yeah we we need to talk about your tv service uh provider there May, maybe you should upgrade from tivo
4: <laughs> in five b-town i swear it b-town there's not good cell coverage the, the tvs are behind like come on b-town <laughs> yes yeah,
1: still using a vcr i don't know it's crazy um with, in that moment, once it actually happens, because sometimes they'll call you and tell you they're picking you, but sometimes, uh, you know, they may not or whatever, but you actually talk to the head coach and other people. So when, when that actually happens, like, is your heart racing a million miles an hour? You're holding your baby. You're like, you're having this moment, right? What was that specific situation like?
4: Yeah, it, my heart was racing. Like, my agent was like, who have you all talked to? Because I, I talked to like like three or four guys. I talked to Mr. Tepper, the owner And his wife and I was trying to remember all all, all who I talked to, and it was just such a blur because I was just so excited and be like, "My dream's coming true!" You know, it was just so—it was so crazy. And then to be able to hold my little baby and just be like, "We're going to Carolina, we're going to Charlotte," it was—it was an unbelievable feeling, and I'll never ever forget it. I'm just so grateful for this opportunity and excited to get there.
3: Life happens fast because shortly thereafter, you're on a plane to Charlotte and you're hanging out at an NBA game with an NBA. Hornets jersey with your name on the back, and you got all this swag for your kid and for your family. Uh, What was the next 72 hours like, if you could sum that up?
4: Yeah, so I got to bed that night at like 12 and woke up at 3 a.m. and went to the Salt Lake Airport. So it was a quick turnaround. Um, Got there, met all the coaches. The coaches were unbelievable, just super nice, super great guys. I'm excited to play for them. Uh, coach Myers, the O-line coach. Can't wait to play for him. And then Tony Sperano is the assistant O-line coach. He seems amazing, too. So really excited to learn from them. And and then, yeah, they took us. They treated us so well as first-class organization. And it was amazing the welcome we got. We were able to go to the Hornets game. We watched them play uh, Pistons and Frank Jackson, Lone Peak. Um, he he, he kind of went off. He had, like, I think 24 points or something like that. And So that was really <laughs> fun to watch and just be able to be a part. And, uh, and be in the city of Charlotte, it was, it was a really great experience.
1: That's a great spot, man. It really is. And uh, it's going to be exciting because I, I did notice that the Panthers played the Jets this season. So, will there be a jersey swap with you and Zach? Or if Tristan Hodges on the 53, is he going to try and get the jersey instead?
4: You know, who first comes first serve, but there better be some sort of jersey swap. I told Zach, I was like, hey, when we play each other, Better have a jersey swap. I told uh, Tristan Hodge the same thing. I was like, we need to do a jersey swap. So hopefully there's a a good picture and a good jersey swap uh, that game.
3: Brady Christensen with us on BYU Sports Nation. When you make the jump to the NFL, obviously it comes with uh, that lucrative contract. And we asked Zach what his first purchase was going to be. He said, oh, I ordered a Tesla. It's on back order, so it's coming. Brady, (laughs) what's, what's your first purchase going to be if you haven't already made it?
4: I, I'm not as fun as Zach. First off, I pay off uh, my wife's car. You know, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> that'll be the first thing. <laughs> um, but maybe buy some clubs too. You know, some cowboy clubs or or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's probably what I'll do. Some nice golf clubs.
1: Yeah, that'll be awesome, man. I, I actually talked to a friend of the program named Greg Short, who said one time he got paired up with you at a course randomly and said you couldn't have been cooler. He, he said Brady's the man. I was like, Brady is the man. Which, by the way, you look like an offensive lineman now in the NFL, like the hair, the beard. It's all coming together really nicely.
4: Yeah, my mom was like, you need you need some sort of NFL look, and so I was like, you know what? I'll try growing out my hair, beard, and see <laughs> see how it goes. I don't know how long it will last, but you know. Keeping it out for right now. And it's
1: going well. Listen, you could have been Kairos Tonga. Kairos was the oldest player drafted. I'm guessing that you were probably close, given that, you know, <laughs> you had a mission and, and uh, you know, three years, I guess, in Kairos' case, he had the four years. So that was the difference. But obviously five picks in total, Brady. Plus, uh, you know, y- if you include Micah Simon uh, and everybody else and Kavik Fanu with the mini camp invite and the free agents, nine other dudes, 14 dudes, 13 from last year's team, Going into the NFL, what does that mean to you in this group to rep BYU in this way? Because that was a banner day for the program.
4: Yeah, it's um, unbelievable to see those guys get the opportunity, man. I was just – every time I saw it on my Twitter feed when I was in charge, I was just so excited trying to retweet it because so excited for my guys. Um, it, it's huge for BYU too. You know, Kalani has this program going the right way, and, and there's a lot of talent here. Um and just so excited to see how it continues to progress. We need to bring back the, the glory days in a sense where, I mean, BYU's winning every year, winning 10-plus games every year. Because I really feel like that's the quality of guys we have there. So I really hope and excited for for the future. And this is just an awesome weekend for, for everyone involved.
3: Straight out of B-Town, Bountiful Utah, Brady Christensen repping the Y on BYU Sports Nation as he moves to Carolina to play for the Panthers. I want to talk a little bit more about the emotions of watching your teammates get drafted because it got intense there. You got late into the seventh round. What was going through your mind as you're waiting to see if and when some of your guys get picked up by NFL teams?
4: Yeah, the whole—I wasn't watching it live on TV, but I kept on the BYU football Twitter uh, stream, just hope, just keep uh, updating it to hope, hopefully, see the guys get drafted. Um, but in the end, too, I was just excited to see in the end, all we needed a shot uh, at the next level. So whether it would be the last three drafted or all, all the, the free agent signings, it's uh, I'm just so excited for those guys to get a shot because I know they'll prove what they got and, and really do great things uh, at their specific teams. But just so much emotion with that, just so much excitement for them. And, and I really can't wait to see what they do.
1: Is there a defensive end you're looking forward to try to block in the NFL?
4: Man, yeah. Uh, I think growing up, you know, watching J.J. Watt and, and the Watt brothers and, and to be able to block them would be, would be amazing. Um, obviously, um, you know, Khalil Mack would be, would be a crazy competition. The Bosa brothers are unbelievable. Um, there's a lot of great DNs. It's, it's going to be weekend, week out battle. Um, so I really am looking forward to just improving my game, learning a lot. Um, so I'm ready for, for those those challenges.
1: I see the Cardinals on the schedule, uh, and we'll know next week. You know the exact uh, dates of that, but uh, yeah, JJ Watt with the Cardinals. So I I at least see that one. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be fun.
3: Be really fun, man. Looking forward to it. What's the schedule like for you over the next week or two, as far as integrating with the team, OTAs, rookie minicamps, and whatnot?
4: Yeah, so I'm headed back out there Wednesday um, for rookie minicamp. As far as the next few weeks, I'm not sure. Um, uh, there's a lot of negotiations and stuff, but but I'm excited to get there. Um, really excited to get to get to know the team better and work out with them. Um, So I'm really just taking a day at a time, you know, working out this week, learning a little bit of the offense and meeting with the the coaches individually um, every day. Um, So that's kind of what I'm doing, just taking a day at a time and and learning as much as possible and and trying to learn a new playbook and and what they want out of me and and excited for, for the next couple of weeks and months.
3: Just make sure you take your new golf clubs, man, because there are some amazing courses out in the Carolinas, all right?
4: Yeah, I, I know, like, Pinehurst is out there, like, two hours south or whatever, and so I'm definitely open for, for some good connections and hopefully can uh, hit a few <laughs> of the courses out there.
3: Of course you have already figured out how far away Pinehurst is. That's what I'm talking about, Brady. <laughs> These are the important things. It's a must. (laughs) Hey, congratulations again. We're super stoked for you. Can't wait to talk to you as your NFL career develops. Stay healthy and safe, and uh, we'll do it again soon.
4: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me
1: on. It's Brady Christensen on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know
2: why we show how. What a just great success
1: story. Two-star out of Bountiful, third-round pick, man.
2: I think people would be surprised at how many times that scenario plays out where you talk with all these teams – And it's actually a team that either you have not talked to or talked very little to that ultimately drafts you. I think that happens more than people realize. And I'll be honest with you, I think going to Carolina is a great fit. A great fit. Christian McCaffrey, baby. You have Christian McCaffrey, and if they can pull out – you know, the talent that we know is in Sam Darnold and actually protect him with some weapons around him, th- that has the potential to be very, very good. So, What if uh,
1: Sam Darnold crushes it in part because
2: Brady Christensen's there? He's like, I owe all, all my success to unloaded, Brady Christensen. Yeah, him
1: to make room for Zach Wilson. That I- I'm
2: excited, great. and I, I'm a, a big fan of Brady Christensen. I'm so happy for him.
1: I'm a big fan of that hair, man.
2: That hair is—it is is looking like an old
1: lineman, like I mentioned. All
2: right, uh, coming up, one of Brady's teammates, Chris Wilcox, tells us what it's like to have Tom Brady like one of his tweets. That's pretty cool. And
1: uh, Donny Osmond once liked one of your tweets.
2: And Vanilla Ice. Oh, that's pretty good, man.
1: Uh, And do we know the jersey number for Zach Wilson? There's a report out there. We'll tell you what number it sounds like he's going to wear. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management.
2: What, what, is, the, what is that? Hi, Jerem. Why are you creepily what, looking what are around we the post? right now? <laughs> it cracks me up. Catch the latest BYUSN <laughs> right now with Kiki Solano. If BYU Spor- it's BYU Sports with a social media twist. You can catch the latest episodes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Maybe Kiki should do an entire episode on why Jerem looked so creepy in that shot
1: an image from a long time ago. I have like a different haircut. You, gotta, by the way, that.
2: in all of the in the world, in all of the uh, photos from previous seasons, yeah. you by far are the one that looks the most different. Oh, for sure. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Long conversation. <laughs>
1: he's he's Jason. <laughs> I'm Jerem. <Let's> <laughs> it. Google Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping, shipping problem. All right.
2: CBS Sports reporting that Zach Wilson will wear number two in his first season with the JETS Jets. Jets. Yes, do you like the number two draft pick as number two? That's fine. Yeah, I don't really care what number. He was, I, he was 11 for a
1: couple of years yep. at BYU and then uh, changed to one. I think it's cool. Yeah. You're
2: the number two pick. You go with number two. I like the like, single digits for quarterbacks. Yeah,
1: I do like the single digits for quarterbacks.
2: Although now they're opening it up to everybody.
1: Yes. Indeed. But yeah, I'm fine with it. Indeed they are. The NCAA is preparing to recommend changes to preseason football that will include fewer full padded practices and the elimination of some collision drills. Do you like the proposed changes?
2: Probably, yes. I guess if it if it limits the amount of injuries that you have going into a season, then I'm all for it. Will it affect tackling in season? Yeah, that's one the other question. Part is, I know
1: that safety is at the forefront. Should ask Absolutely. Navy about that.
0: We didn't tackle.
2: <laughs> All right, well, yeah. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why I get this one because I'm gonna have to pronounce these names here. Let's hear it. Which mashup scared you more, Harlow by Harmcello, or Desacris Will Togensen?
1: <laughs> it is by far Harlow by Harmcello on the, the left.
2: It's the hair. Yes.
1: Well, it's the mustache. It's, it's the hair and the mustache. Richard Harward's mustache on the face and the, uh, yeah. these are abominations. They really the, are. The
2: the the football version of this, however, though, looks like somebody had the prosthetics put on. Yes. Like you know, like They're gonna uh, be
1: in the Hobbit or something. Like they were
2: gonna be in in the the next the Nutty Professor with Eddie yes. Murphy.
1: If you miss these, you can go to our social media, <laughs> BY Sports Nation, yes. check it out. Okay, Hunter Ava of BYU Softball was mic'd up and had the following to say.
5: Even if the mic couldn't smell me, I just want all the people to know I shower before practice.
2: <laughs> okay,
1: good to know. Jason, do you shower before baseball practice when you go over and watch you guys? Uh,
5: well, I
2: shower in the morning, so technically yeah. that is before. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like take a, a shower prior to like yeah. walking into the facility. I'm not worried about before. I'm worried about after. That's kind of where it's important. All right. Courtney Wayman is now fifth all time in the NCAA steeplechase. Do you know what the steeplechase is? Yes. I know what the steeplechase is. <laughs> 3,000 meters, hurdles, and the water hurdle as well. Here, I took this a step further. I wanted to know why it was called the steeplechase. It goes back to this. It derives from uh, the horse racing. We're back in Ireland. What did Wikipedia tell you? This is what, could, and there's no, they never lie. Is that a primary source? The event began in Ireland, and it was, the, the horses would race from one town steeple to the next.
1: Meaning the church
2: The church steeple. steeple. You could always see it from town to town because it towered above everything else. You're and so it was a steeplechase. Steeple. That is where it er, derives from. I had no idea why it was called the steeplechase.
1: We've learned so Because you don't
2: much. run with the steeple. That,
1: that, that would be dangerous. That wouldn't make sense. Our question of the day, you can only choose one of these pills, which you're going with. Uh, you know, we mentioned those early in the program. BYU football plays Utah in 2020. Taste of doesn't get hurt in 2014. 2020 March Madness never got canceled. Coastal Carolina loss never happened. Your seat of choice, BYU sporting events next season, or Brandon Davies never got suspended. Jeff Johnson, what's up, Jeff? I'm going to be in Phoenix next week. Only guaranteed win on the list is the Coastal game, Green Pill. I think I'd take that one to hedge my bets. BYU still could have lost in the rest of the games or seasons and scenarios. Interesting choice there. Mostly, people have gone yellow pill or blue pill. I think JJ Melton on Twitter, hard choice. I'll go blue. That's March Madness doesn't get canceled in 2020. Uh, they were so deep, could win in multiple ways, including defense. They weren't. In, there weren't any amazing teams that year. I really wanted to see them play. Which one would you pick?
2: I think I'm going to go. It's, it has a little recency bias. I'm going to actually go with the green pill. I think which is, which is Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina because then then BYU has the opportunity to go. Undefeated, to go undefeated, and, and and what what was and last not year? Playing the New Year's Six game due to the committee, right? We don't know. Well, we, we don't. We're pretty. Good we ideas. don't know that. We're pretty good. In my mind, they were going if they win that Coastal Carolina game.
1: I'm uh, picking yellow, Brandon Davis. I just really think a Final Four was. Yeah,
2: possible right there. Uh, look, I certainly understand why. Everybody's going with the yellow pill. I get, I get it, it. I get it. All right, coming up, speaking of things I get, I did not get this, however. And there's a funny story behind it. A baseball card gets my rise and shout out.
1: Okay. And Chris Wilcox, the first drafted Cougar in the secondary, specifically at corner, in a long time will join us. What was it like to have that selection to the Super Bowl champs? This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
2: The BYU TV app is the place to watch recent and old BYU sports games. I like to call them vintage or retro, possibly. You can get your BOD fix on the BYU TV app today.
1: I'm just taking in to Lane, which is on the screen right. Oh, what a great moment. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Live from Studio B, Jerem Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. Our next guest on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is the first defensive back drafted from BYU since 1993. And if you're cornerback specific, 1991, how about that? His name is Chris Wilcox, seventh-round pick, 251st to the Buccaneers. Chris, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. It's great to see you, man.
5: Yep, good seeing you guys, too. Appreciate you guys for having
1: me. Congratulations uh, on being drafted. Pretty notable accomplishment. And for those who missed it, Let's play the video you posted on social media of the moment.
5: Sounds good. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Tampa. Ah!
1: Who, who was, that was great. I love the emotion there. That's exactly what I'm hoping for in that moment, right? Just, ah! Who was that to your left? Was that dad, so, uncle?
5: That, that was my dad.
1: Yeah. That was my dad. He was perfect,
5: dude. Ah! <laughs> it was great. What was that moment <laughs> like for you, man? Man, it, it was great. It, those were just one of those moments you've been waiting for your whole life. And then just to ha- have that happen on that day was just amazing. I'll never forget it.
2: I have to, just in watching it, and I've watched that clip tons of times, you're very subdued. Are you in <laughs> shock at that moment that this has just become reality?
5: Nah, yeah, I, I was in shock. i seen a lot of people like, this has been happy. But nah, trust me, I was happy. I was just, I was just, like trying to take it all in right there. And it was just crazy.
1: Okay, so when you get that call, obviously, I always think about the logistics of this moment. Did anyone call you during the draft that wasn't from the NFL, like a friend or something? You're like, dude, what are you doing calling me? I'm waiting for someone to call me. How how was that experience, and then what was it like to actually see that number pull up, and did it say Florida on it?
5: Uh, so the first one, I just made sure – I told people, like, make sure you don't call me. Like, I, a lot of my friends were there anyway, so I didn't think I was going to get any calls anyway. But, uh, yeah, I was actually getting a lot of calls because it was coming towards the end of the draft, and a lot of teams was trying to get me for, like, free agency. And uh, I had got a couple calls or whatever, and then I seen one. It was just, like, Tampa – and I picked it up, and they're like, uh, we put your card in. And uh, and I, that's when I knew like it was real. So, yeah, once I saw that, I was just like, wow, <laughs> what you saw in the video.
1: Okay, and when you hear Tampa, obviously the Super Bowl champs, I mean, and Tom Brady and the whole day, what are you thinking when you hear Tampa?
5: Man, I don't think it's it no better than that. Florida, all that. My dad's from Florida. That's why he was so happy. So, Oh, uh, nice. I mean, we can't, can't get any better than that. So I, I was really excited.
2: Well, and Tom Brady, as Jerem just mentioned, obviously, it's a pretty, pretty big deal that you're going to the team that just won the Super Bowl, who has arguably the greatest quarterback of all time as the quarterback, and he liked one of your posts. That had to have been just a <laughs> surreal moment, right?
5: Oh, yeah, definitely. I've seen that, and I was just like, wow, that's crazy. But, I mean, I feel like at this point, you can't really be too, like, star You're going to be playing against these guys, so you still want to go out there with that competitive mindset. But... But no, that was really cool seeing Tom like my uh, like my picture.
1: Did you feel like you would be drafted, and what were the nerves like and the emotions like at the end of the seventh round, where you're like, okay, it's it's about to get interesting. Either you're picked super late, or you're an undrafted free agent somewhere.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they were telling me I was supposed to get drafted like just on day three somewhere. So I was kind of I was like I had the draft on like at nine a.m. when it started in Cali. So. I was just waiting, and yeah, it was when it started getting towards the round seven. Ended around seven. I was just like, man, I mean, I could be a free but even if it, if I was a free I was still going to go to work wherever I went. So I just try to keep a positive mindset.
2: Chris, obviously, everybody has the opportunity to see what you did in the games. You're on the film. You can see all that. It does feel like you got a massive boost. At BYU's Pro Day, when you came out with the four point three one forty, it just blew people away. Everybody was talking about that. How much of a game changer do you think your pro day was in terms of how everything played out?
5: Yeah, definitely. I feel like it helped me a lot. I feel like when I was talking to a lot of coaches during the process, they were saying they had me at like they had their predictions, they were saying like four five oh, four, four high. And I, in my head I was like, I'm gonna run faster than that. So I had already knew like come pro day I was gonna put uh, a lot of people were gonna be shocked so I was just looking forward to it.
1: Were you shocked or did you know you'd run a four three? Had you, had you clocked yourself <laughs> at a four three already?
5: I didn't. It was like four. It was always four four low. But in my head, I was just like, like I've run track before, so like all that stuff wasn't. I wasn't like nervous or anything. That's just like what I've grown done growing up. So come that moment, I just knew like I was gonna. There's gonna be adrenaline pumping through me, and I was gonna run faster. So. I was looking to run 4-3 come pro day for sure.
1: So when you ran a 4-3 and you look up at that clock, so you, were you even a little surprised? Were you like, oh, I went lower than
5: 4-4? Oh, yeah. I mean, when the first one, I was like, okay, that, there it is, the 4-3. But the last one kind of shocked me when it said four three one. 3 one I mean, I was like, I wasn't expecting that low.
2: You <laughs> would <laughs> surprise yourself. That's always good. So what are the next yeah. what, what what are the next couple of months then look like for you? When do you get to Tampa? When do you sign contracts? When do you start getting into the flow of of their system? What what's the next couple of weeks, couple of months look like then as you prepare for year 1 of the NFL?
5: Yeah. So I'm actually leaving in Tampa next week on the 12th. And then uh, I think that week we have rookie mini camps and then we're going to stay there. The rookies are going to stay there till like mid June. I think they have like a rookie program or just going to go through that. And then, uh, yeah. And then we just wait till the actual training camp and like, I think it's June, July, whatever it is.
1: There's a history of free agent success. And in this case, late round, right? Where it's like seventh round, there's no guarantees, right? You gotta, you gotta earn it. Um, Michael Davis with the Chargers, Daniel Sorensen with the Chiefs, and others. Have you had conversations with former um, you know, players who, yes, they weren't like a day one or two pick, but they've landed in the league and now have lucrative contracts? Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, so I had talked to Kai Nakua early on in the uh, like the whole agent selection process and just asked him how all this stuff was. and he, We talked a lot, and he told me like what to expect, and he just gave me little tips, and it helped a lot. So, uh, yeah, Kai Nakua is definitely one, one guy that I talked to.
1: And that takes us back to the 2016 season when you're a freshman and he's a senior. And the first time I remember watching you mostly was in the Utah game. And they were, they were going after you a little bit. And it was like, oh, mm-hmm. BYU's got a freshman out there. Walk me through your development from that game and that season through the 2020 uh, 20 season where you become a draft pick. What did it take? What was the work you had to do to get from that point to this point?
5: Yeah, it it took a lot of work, definitely. Uh, I was really raw coming into my freshman year. I had never played uh, corner before, so it was a lot different than playing safety for me, especially coming out of high school. Um, Yeah, it's just me and G, we had to go to the lab a lot. (laughs) I had to look over a lot of film. Uh, Freshman year, I was raw. Sophomore year, I got a little more comfortable, but I still wasn't there. And then I felt like my junior year is where I was actually able to uh, improve my game a lot. And that's where I felt a big difference. And then after that, it's just... uh, I was really comfortable on the field, and then I felt like my senior helped me a lot um, with time being able to get those 11 games rather than us playing six games or whatever it was like all those other conferences.
2: So give everybody an idea. It's obviously great to see you moving on to the National Football League, but that obviously means that there's a spot to be filled for BYU this upcoming season at the cornerback position. You know this position well. Give everybody an idea of the guys that are still here in Provo and that fans are going to be able to see at that spot this year.
5: Yeah, that, the corner room is, is filled, man. I'm the only one that really left. So, uh, you know, we got – we got. Um, Odilo, we got Keenan, Isaiah, Micah Harper, Jock. We got all those guys, man. It's a lot of people to look, uh, look to. I don't know who's actually going to win it. I know they're all competing right now, so I can't really say who's going to be the cornerback uh, one, whatever, on both sides. So um, just look for those guys for sure. They're, I'm pretty sure they're all going to rotate in there, and they're all going to make big plays.
1: Oh, that that's a loaded room, man. I'm excited about that group. Hopefully Micah Harper can uh, recover from uh, you know ACL surgery. Okay, re- mm-hmm. remind me. Ed Lamb was on you for a long time where it was like, hey, this is a taller, longer, faster kind of track guy that we can mold into, And as we just learned from safety to corner. Were you maybe headed to Southern Utah? How'd you end up at BYU?
5: Yeah, so with that, I didn't have a lot of offers. I only had UC Davis. I was verbally committed to UC Davis, and then that's when uh, Coach Lamb and Coach G came to the school, and uh, they were at Southern Utah at the time, and then uh, when they had made that transition to BYU, they extended the offer over there, and Uh, I didn't really know too much about BYU. Uh, I knew they were NCAA with the long socks, (laughs) the video game. That's all I knew at the time. (laughs) But but, no, I did my research and I was like, oh yeah, they're playing uh, playing big caliber teams. It's a great school for education. Once I took my visit there, I just knew it was the place for me.
1: Well, Chris, things worked out. You know, you sat out in the bowl game to prepare for pro day, make sure you were good, you were drafted. Hey, it was worth it. And uh, let's be honest, you didn't have to, wouldn't have had to defend that many passes against UCF. Uh, that wasn't a tough game. But, Chris, <laughs> congratulations on the success, man. So awesome to see you drafted. And uh, what you mean to BYU in terms of the long streak of a DB not being drafted as well. So have fun and uh, pick off some Tom Brady passes in practice for us, will you?
5: Got you. I'll work on it. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thank
1: you. Chris Wilcox on the Desert First Credit Union hotline. Desert First, you know why we show how. I didn't realize he hadn't played corner until BYU.
2: I did not and, realize that either, actually. And
1: again, the whole Southern Utah thing. So he wasn't going to be at BYU, but Ed Lamb and Gennaro Guilford come up, and they say, no, 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 come with us. And look at his development over four years. I'm telling you, a lot of a lot of the fans were frustrated in the 2016 Utah game. Like, why do we have a freshman out there? Has a couple of PI calls. Look what he turned into. Like, It takes a minute to develop, and he developed at a really high level.
2: Yeah, this is a guy that is, I think, has a real strong chance. Obviously, he's drafted. He's going to be in the league. But to have a very long career in the National Football League, because he he has has everything that you want at that position in terms of the size, the skill level, the ability, He, he has that. And now he's been given a chance. Uh, that's just an unbelievable opportunity for him. And there are worse places to land than Tampa. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Oh, my gosh. Now, well, now it does make sense to why his dad was so happy. If, he's, if he lives in Florida, that's that's not bad at all. Coming off the Super Bowl. Pretty Absolutely. Awesome. All right, coming up, our elite voice of the day. And today's rise
1: and shout-outs include a baseball card and a track star. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation's Rising and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward.
1: Volleyball night. Let's go, brethren. BYU Sports Nation, always on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio app.
2: You can always download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.
1: Our question of the day, you can only choose one of these pills. Which one are you going with? We've uh, put it out there in case you missed it. Uh, you can go to our social media and check it out. We have six options. Uh, Baker Henry on Twitter. Hot take. If Brandon Davies is playing, BYU probably goes to the championship game. All they had to do was beat 8-seed Butler and then 11-seed VCU. That's a great point. It wasn't just who was in BYU's way. And when we say would have beat, that's Florida, right? BYU had defeated Florida in the... The, the previous year, before. year in, in uh, double City. OT, yeah, right? Yeah, in Oklahoma City. I was at that game. It was crazy. Uh, Farouk Manesh was the next game. Northern Iowa, Kansas. That was that was insane. But they almost
2: beat Florida without, without Brandon. him. Yes. Kyle
1: Collinsworth had 16 rebounds as a freshman in that game. <laughs> That's crazy. But kind of struggled from the free throw line, right? It was like he was in there where it would have been maybe a Brandon Davies, right? Kyle did his best as a, a power forward in the game. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a tough matchup with some of the bigs with Florida. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but, yeah, of of these, which which is the one that you would do the least? You would take the least? The least? To um, me, it's the seat of choice. Yeah, seat of choice. Granted, our situation's different. Yeah. But if you were a fan, yeah, that like, would, that's cool. But I I would rather see, like, March Madness happen or Coastal Carolina loss never happen.
2: BYU football playing Utah in the
1: 2020 season. You're surprised it didn't get more of outright. i well, Yes,
2: because immediately you just assume that that's where people will gravitate
1: i think that we care less about that because it was like whatever utah football yeah like the pac-12 played six games games
2: and not and some of them didn't play six i don't think
1: right so (laughs) So. that one's interesting the taste meal 2014 one is interesting as well it's an underrated one that could have been a validating independent season that could have
2: been the season that we all were hoping that Yes, 2020
1: was going to be. Yes. Our elite voice of the day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Brandon Anderson on Twitter. Give me the yellow pill. That's the Brandon Davies one. That team could have won the national championship that year if Davies doesn't get suspended. Butler, UConn, one of the weakest national championship games um, the last 20 years. Yeah. Was Butler Duke the next year? I'm trying to remember. The year before. Butler goes back-to-back back without Hayward.
2: Yeah, because Hayward, yes, Hayward Children was already Mac, on the Jazz. And, yeah, everybody texted Even him. though he was immediately plotting, immediately plotting to leave us in, <laughs> like, seven years. Well, now he's with uh, Brady Christensen in the Hornets. It's true. Today's
1: Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Who gets it?
2: Uh, I'm going to give mine to Jackson Clough, former BYU baseball player, yeah. and he's starting minors uh, in Double A Harrisburg, the Harrisburg Senators. He's part of the Washington Nationals organization. He has his own baseball card. That's cool. Check this out. That, that is awesome. This guy's going to play in the majors soon. Got these from his dad. So uh, thanks to Paul for uh, getting me these pictures. That's awesome, man. But he didn't get you a card. Maybe next time. <laughs> Our thanks to today's guests, Brady
1: Christensen and Chris Walker.
2: Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use hashtag BYUSN.
1: Sorry to Dennis. We ran out of time. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Hector LeBron. We'll see you tomorrow for more BYUSN. Best of luck to men's volleyball tonight, 8 Eastern on NCA.com, and the National Semifinals against Lewis. Go Cougs!
3: Hi, Dad.